0: Uh, Automated translation is not always uh, the best translation you want to have. Uh, They
1: they actually should consider this an entirely new country with separate culture as well.
0: The the decision is is how high of a quality standard do you want to give to to these people.
1: The app is becoming an ever increasingly important uh, sales channel.
2: Hey everyone, welcome to the Bol.com Tech Lab podcast. We share our experience with you, peeking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at Bol.com, the largest e-commerce platform in the Netherlands and Belgium. We are sharing our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. The hosts of the show, Peter Paul van der Beek and Peter Brouwers. Bonjour,
3: felicitations monsieur. Il y a seulement deux semaines que le Bol.com application multilingue est disponible dans Store. Congratulations, gentlemen. Only two weeks ago, we launched the multilingual app in our App Store. Well, that's what this uh, epic of today uh, is about.
4: Right, Peter? Yes, uh, and uh, respect Peter Paul. uh, (laughs) My French is uh, not uh, not that good that I uh, would have uh, been able to pronounce it that way. So yes, uh, introduction of a new language in, in the Bold.com platform. That's what we're going to talk about. And one of my uh, yeah, team managers, uh, team members uh, uh, is, is in this uh, podcast. So I uh, yeah, got, got somewhat, uh, somewhat from the journey he, he was in, but uh, I'm really curious uh, what the journey is about. And uh, yeah, let's introduce them, Peter Paul. Okay.
3: Yeah. So today we have uh, Jan Willem Matthijsen. He's a business architect, program manager, and innovation lead, and especially for the multilingual uh, app. And we have uh, Johan Wijmalen, IT project manager at uh, Bol.com, And not just a project manager, also involved in the multilingual app, of course. So um, today we're going to about, uh, talk about uh, yeah, uh, going beyond the Dutch language for our uh, application. Uh, and in this case, we choose uh, uh, Wallonie, uh, because... Uh, That's the other part of Belgium where we already facilitate uh, the Dutch uh, speaking uh, part. Uh, Yeah, for the uh, listeners to uh, get kind of used to your uh, voice, I'm going to ask you a check-in question. Um, So, uh, Johan, what's the last time uh, you spoke uh, French with someone?
1: Hi, Peter. Uh, Well, only a week ago, actually, because um, I was in a meeting with Dennis, who is my predecessor as the IT lead for the program. And uh, he started asking me uh, about the first results of the app launch in Malonia in French. <laughs> so I couldn't, I, I couldn't fall behind. I had to do it in French. Uh, so I took some trouble because it's been a couple of years uh, since I was the last time in France. But I managed to to speak some numbers and uh, to give an update in my, <laughs> in my best holiday French. So wow,
3: wow great!
0: And for you, Jan Willem? Um, and for me, um, it was really. Uh, Honestly speaking, it was during my holiday. Uh, I went on holiday just before the launch of the project to get energized. And I noticed that with the two years uh, working on this project, my uh, holiday French was actually pretty good. Uh, So ordering a baguette and uh, a café was uh, going uh, more smoothly than it has ever been. But you went to
4: Germany on holiday. So how was that? Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay okay <laughs>
4: hey
3: th- today we're we're going to uh start off with some uh statements or or, or dilemmas just to 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 trigger a little and uh, and see what the um uh what your uh yeah views are on uh on this so yeah let's start with the first one yeah actually uh translating ten million product uh descriptions and uh, and titles and whatever yeah It's quite easy. Uh, We have Google Translate. I mean, how hard can it be?
0: Um, Yeah, that seems quite uh, easy. We have Google Translate. We have uh, Bing uh, Translate and all other other kinds of uh, solutions. Um, However, with the, the large amount of new products getting in, um, uh, it's quite difficult to get those products uh, uh, online. And moreover, um, automated translation is not always uh, the best translation you want to have. So, um, having uh, for the French speakers who are very, very, very precise on their language, um, uh, it isn't always enough. Agree with that, Johan? Fully totally agree, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah so um
3: in a way, you could also state that this project is uh, about more than just the introduction of a new language. I mean uh, Wallonie is part of Belgium, and maybe it's we could have also seen it as a yeah separate country with five million potential customers
1: that's true yeah, we are just not going not just going to a new region uh, uh, with on the language mm-hmm. uh, We actually had a, a guest speaker at uh, at Ball.com meet a couple of weeks ago, Bert Klausmoltz. Uh, who is a uh, Belgian celebrity, and he explained to us that, uh, that they actually should consider this an entirely new country with separate culture as well. And uh, we noticed that because, what, what John Willem already says, uh, proper translations are yeah, mm-hmm. really crucial to the perception of the customer. Uh, it, it can really get people detracted, uh, uh, chase them away, if we would leave Dutch pages or ill-translated parts. So it's a completely new region with a, with a separate culture. Uh, it's very much France oriented. Yeah? They, they mm-hmm. watch the French television, for instance. So it takes a different mindset to approach them properly. And I think that's also a big challenge we have on the field of marketing. Okay. Interesting. Hey, and what, what I remember
3: also from the Belgian political system is that there's also the, the uh, Bru- uh, Brussels is also a separate region, right? And and, uh, are we considering it then as a French-speaking part, or a Dutch-speaking, or
0: something else? Um, Both. Okay. (laughs) So, so the the uh, we made a split between uh, language and region. Um, Mm -hmm. So Belgium uh, for us is a country as a whole. Uh, So for product offerings, pricing, promotions, uh, it's all um, uh, it's all the same um, the same pot not. Mm-hmm. um the um, uh, however uh, uh, a brussels speaker uh, can switch uh, between uh, two languages uh, and then he can see promotions relevant to him in one language or in the other language uh, that doesn't matter for the promotions it doesn't matter for the uh, delivery time uh, either uh, so uh, th- this is the best possible solution for the Brussels people
3: Okay, cool. Hey, with my uh, IT background and my design, also I heard you say that there's split between country and language, and I think that that that's really important in in the, in the design project
1: uh, of the episode, right? Or just hear that between the lines? Certainly, yes. You can differ between country, and uh, that's one setting we already had, mm-hmm. uh, and we chose not to uh, split uh, to make a uh, distinguish uh, distinction on region. Mm-hmm. But rather than that, we distinguish on language. So if you set the app to language, you still get the same office for the whole of Belgium, mm-hmm. uh, but you just uh, switch to the
4: language, the French language. So okay. cool. Does that mean that that I can, uh, being in the Netherlands, I can also choose to, to have the French language? Yes, you can.
1: Yeah. So you get country, uh, Netherlands with the Dutch office, the Dutch uh, delivery promise, uh, and your language can be, uh, can be French. So. So, so also I think there's, great there's news. Also a number them. of French people in Holland who currently have the yeah. apps in French.
3: <laughs> so, so great news for the French expats and, uh, I don't know, people from Canadians, whoever. Yeah. Okay. Hey, let's go back to the dilemmas. I'm always tempted to dive into it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the statements here is also, Yeah, as soon as you lose the urgency, it's hard to get a priority. That must have been something you stumbled upon in the project. You want to start, Jan willem
0: <laughs> um, Yeah, this is a big topic for us. So uh, we aimed to go live. Um, uh, we had several uh, moments in which we went live um, and it was proposed, postponed a couple of times. Um, so what you see there is that the com community is completely geared up to, uh, to deliver uh, on a deadline. Uh, and once the deadline starts to shift, Um, these, the, the eagerness of doing something starts to shift as well. Uh, so there have been moments, uh, uh, in which we were, um, well, looking at user stories that that were uh, gathering dust (laughs) in uh, (laughs) Jira, um, because nothing uh, happened. Um, and then it's, and, and it's actually, even if you think about doing business analysis, uh, on a project like this, um, usually people really are uh, getting uh, involved in in doing analysis if they feel the problem so you you it's really hard to make an analysis uh, on a problem that still doesn't exist for for people involved so although we we had all the time in the world to to um uh, to to make analysis before, um, um, it still, um, the, the final, in the final moments, we still had to make uh, choices that, uh, uh, that people really could think about because they needed to deliver.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. We, we ended up with a very fragmented planning. Yeah? So, um, we have mutually dependent teams yeah, that needed each other for their interfaces who had their planning, their stuff planned at completely different moments in time. So by the, team, by the time uh, team B started, time A was long finished and they even had to do some digging yeah, to, to, to find out what they did and if the, the parts would still fit together. Yeah, so you just not, not just lose momentum, yeah, you lose a, a bit of focus, but you sometimes also lose uh, the quality yeah, of the interactions between the systems. So uh, that made it harder for us to uh, do the end-to-end testing in time yeah, because there's a huge chain of systems we, we affected, we impacted uh so a lot of emphasis came in the on the the last part of the project so we used also better testers in production to do
0: a good part of the end-to-end testing to solve this we were very happy to to introduce uh, separate smaller end-to-end tests like we did the product page and we did uh, the customer service emails and by doing that we could uh, finish off a separate uh, topic within the project, uh, uh, and really uh, put a ribbon around it to say this this part is finished. So uh, that's that's the way that we uh, uh, dealt with this issue. Yeah.
3: yeah, the the last uh, statement uh, for now. You also could have made the app uh, available in uh, just in English. I mean, <laughs> that would have served so <laughs> many more people
1: and way less hassle. And yeah, they will understand anyway, right? <laughs> well, we actually had a had a webshop beta in English, yeah, it's currently switched off, and it's technically it, it will become more and more easy, yeah, relatively easy to add the English language as far mm-hmm. the further we get with becoming multilingual. Uh, but we chose French because uh, this is a project that also driven by Aalto has, yeah, because they want to see Belgium as one country. And this means that we don't want to have just uh, Aalto, uh, Albert Heijn, Waldorf in Holland, we also want the same mix up for food, non food, Delhaze, ball.com in Belgium. And we have that already in the Dutch speaking Belgium part, uh, but now we also have it in French speaking Belgium. And then because
3: of their, of the, the, the important, uh, yeah, uh, importance of language in their, in their life and that it could drive them, away from an app or a website,
1: you definitely have to go for the, for the French, uh, approach. Yes, it's, it's, it's about getting, uh, uh, reaching all of Belgium. And that's what it's about basically. Yes.
0: Okay. And, and do not do not uh, underestimate the fact that you do have to translate your complete assortment, uh, even if it's by uh, automated translations. That there, there is a price for that as well. Yeah. And you need to have your uh, customer service also fully equipped to answer the questions in uh, English as well. Uh, so. The, the decision is is how high of a quality standard do you want to give to uh, uh, to these people But from a technical from an innovation perspective uh, most of our systems are quite uh, ready to uh, to handle an extra language but then on
3: the on the operations uh, side so also having uh, uh, yes, uh, customer service centers in place and and people being there able to speak multiple languages that's basically the bottleneck uh, and some money to
4: actually translate the stuff.
0: That's it. And and money to fund this as well. <laughs> exactly. Okay.
4: That's a nice bridge, uh, Jan Willem, to the questions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
4: yeah, but based on this dilemmas, you can already feel what's going on in, in such a project and, and what you have to uh, to deal with. So we're diving into, into these items uh, a bit more. But for maybe first, it's really interesting how to um, yeah to share. When and why did we start with uh, with the Baldoni, uh project?
0: Um, yeah, th- fill fill in the blanks, uh, Johanso. Um, you mentioned uh, Johan mentioned earlier that um, uh, f- strategically, from a Allesa perspective, uh, it was very uh, good to have um, uh, an online presence in the entire uh, country of Belgium, um, and um, as you can, for instance, uh, we did, uh, as a ball.com, we did the, uh, the spielgood book, the play, uh, the, the toy uh, catalog. And there was quite a big hassle in the Brussels area because this was only produced in Dutch. Um, so the sensitivity in Belgium, um, uh, with regard to language, is, is actually quite big. So for uh, not only for our hazard, but also for bold.com as a whole to say we are a Belgian uh, uh, platform, um, we are missing half of the country and not taking half of the country seri- seriously. Yeah, um,
4: we're excluding five million people in, in Belgium. And that's what we wanted to fix.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, um and then we started in um uh 2018 uh November I guess the the marching order came uh okay <laughs> see how uh, uh you can fix this so yep.
4: that's uh, uh the fall 2018 uh so that's almost two two years ago yeah and uh, so you uh, so did this order came in uh and it's in brackets and uh but the, the daniel how do how do you start such a project uh, um, because it's overwhelming right if you start thinking about what the, what what you have to to change
1: yeah i think a few workshops has, has played a, a crucial part in this uh, we organized for huge workshops with a lot of people from it as well as business from all the processes all the steps in the in the journey uh separate, different technical levels so architects as well as developers uh, we took a deep dive into what's what's at hand and uh, actually by then uh, by that moment we still were at the office of course and we had one entire floor uh, uh, <laughs> at our disposal and it took one complete wall uh, for all the post-its uh, uh, to 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 uh, to have all the post-its on uh, with the stuff that we thought about uh, at this workshop. So, yeah, it started out huge, but I think after the workshop, we still drilled down to the essentials. Uh, We defined an MVP, uh, so an app MVP, of course, first. And then we said, okay, this is the minimal viable product. This is the minimal awesome product. This is where we want to be. Well, it was then still February this year. Uh, We want to be with the first launch. And this is where we want to be at the end of the program. So uh, in three years. So we first, uh, we used uh, the, the, the crowd, the wisdom of the crowd, the ball.com crowd and all their brain power to get a complete picture. And then we gradually drilled, drilled down and made things smaller so they could be manageable.
3: And you, 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 you uh, casually dropped that it would be a, a, an app
1: first uh, approach naturally. You said, why, why is that so, so naturally? <laughs> well, naturally, uh, it, 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 the choice been made because the app is becoming ever increasingly important uh, sales channel. Mm-hmm. And it's really the rising star of the e-commerce, I think. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's why we chose App, because it's relatively, well, relatively uh, small as compared to the webshop. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we assumed there was less work in the App than getting the way away uh, mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah. So that seemed like the good MVP to head for first. Um, well, it turned out to be a lot bigger than we estimated at first, but I think still think this was the relatively... Uh, it's uh, easier feasible I think. and and if you say small then you mean in, in terms
3: of, of the, the code base and, and uh business rules uh I guess or are there other factors involved
1: yes especially that I think I think the channel itself is a relatively small one as compared to the many webshop pages mm-hmm. uh, but if you look at the back office there's a landscape we have which is mm-hmm. the common basis for both the app and the webshop so after all there was a lot of work to be done in this common base but we can reuse that work for the webshop as well apart from that there's a lot of web shop pages that we actually use in the app in the app we have the account page and checkout pages that are basically web views and so mm-hmm. we already make them not delingable. okay
3: hey, you you already mentioned yeah that, that that they are depending on a lot of uh yeah let's say backend uh, apps. so at some point, there's, there's something like a decoupling point that, that there are services that are hit by this change. And then it's decoupled and services are no longer hit uh, by, this, uh, by this change. Um, yeah, I, I think that, 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 it's, that there are quite some uh, services and, and teams involved. Could you... Yeah, described the, 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 order of, of this, uh, in number of teams involved, services that, that had to be adapted, created, things like that. Shall I? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't, actually, I don't know really, uh, to be honest, the exact number of services, but many dozens of them were affected. Uh, we had 40 plus, so 45 IT teams uh, that have been involved. Oh. But you have to bear in mind that we have nearly 180 IT teams maintaining 400 uh, feature services. So, um, I think good part of the landscape was impacted. Yeah. It's everything that can go to the customer either form yeah, is, is language, uh, uh dependent mm-hmm. has to be made multilingual, has to be made switchable. So, so throughout the one and a half year, we've had over 40 feature teams working on the project. And uh, some of them have been working for months and months. And some of them have maybe, maybe one or two user stories.
4: And so there's a big difference in the impact we had per team. And, and the, the reason is, so many teams are involved because it, it's not only uh, what you see as a customer in, for instance, the product page, uh, but already the product page has, has many teams working on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but it's also the whole flow, right? From, from uh, what you see, but also how, how to get the, the information in your landscape, but also in the logistics area, in the customer support. It's touching every, every area. Yeah. Exactly.
1: I think the PDP alone takes like 14 to 18 teams. Fourteen to eighteen teams already. Yeah, for the thing, delivering one part of the of the page, and there's teams behind those teams as well who uh, fetch the information to show on the product page. So.
4: Okay, and okay, you you said okay in the beginning of the project you you sat together with with a whole uh, uh, bunch of people to 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 get this overview. Then you you have this overview. You made this MVP and the minimal awesome product. You said uh, the, and uh, so, and the other steps in the project. So and what what's next? What uh, what's after that?
0: We um, yeah, we sliced um uh, functionalities. So, uh logical teams that belong together uh, uh towards one uh, specific um uh, uh customer uh solution. So, as a customer, I want to be able to to see the status of my order, for instance. Uh you put together the teams that that are working on on that. Um we we created uh, circles so uh, asking a representative of an entire um, domain to to keep us posted uh, but also to to see uh, how the uh, how the teams are are getting along um, in in some uh, instances the, the project was still very big i remember the content and search Domain in, in, they, in the first workshop they delivered some estimations that were all XXL XXL which which are completely non-manageable. Uh, so um, we had further workshops to the point that they could really turn it into estimatable chunks. Um, and then um, uh, yeah, we, we we got to work with sometimes specific stand-ups with the teams uh, involved in, in that uh, uh, period of time uh, and sometimes also with uh, the group uh, the domains as a whole uh, to keep each other uh, posted um, uh, so yeah that's that's more or less uh, uh, was our, our strategy
4: yeah and, and then uh, you started working uh, fully focused on on this uh, uh, deadline you uh, you had in in mind and 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 then there was this communication I think it was somewhere in September last year that we uh, we uh, um men- mentioned in the in the press okay we will launch uh, 102 uh, and what does that with the project
0: um well it was it was intentionally <laughs> so what we noticed um uh, for um selecting a translation agency for uh, having um um uh colleagues onboarded uh, as a we needed a translation coordinator we needed somebody to to collect uh content from our partners um uh we needed to do brand marketing and stuff so we are so big that keeping a project like this uh a secret is actually very 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 hard um so by by um having it out in the open and PR uh, controlling its being out in the open, we could uh, start having discussions with our partners. What does it mean for you? Do you do you see any um, uh, uh, obstacles along the way? Uh, to, to we could get more people uh, on board. So um, I, I feel that to to be able to to work uh, in a good way, uh, keeping things hidden from each other is is um, is a is a very difficult way to uh, to move uh, forward. So I was very glad that even if the if the communication was it's it's a long way ahead, uh, I was very glad that it it, it was out in the open.
3: Yeah, because that fa- that facilitated uh, uh, getting people on board, uh, speaking to agencies. Uh, uh, and yeah, after that, at some point, it would be in the open, only you wouldn't control the narrative. And of course, if it's a thing like this, you want to control the narrative. So, uh, yeah, it actually is, uh, it's in favor to, to have it in the open. I really, uh, stand, uh, yeah. yeah were there any challenges before that in, yeah, um, I don't know, in, in the questions that we, the, we had to these agencies in, in translation? collaborating with multiple parties, uh, also outside uh, BOL.com. Were there any challenges there that we had to overcome to uh, finish well, in time?
1: Or? One challenge was to get, uh, basically we're doing translations now, which is a completely mm-hmm. new process in the organization. Uh, we didn't, uh, that was new because there was no owner for it uh, as well. So it took quite a while to find an owner, find the proper place uh, for this process and for the team we needed because we wanted, in the architectural view, we needed a service to connect to the translation outer world. Uh, for instance, to connect to a translation agency, perhaps in time being Google Translate. So this service needed a team and that team basically needed ownership, business mm-hmm. as well as IT. But since we had no, uh, this is a completely new part, there was no handshake on this. And uh, there was no no really designated uh, department for this. Yeah. That took quite a while because, no one felt ownership for this one, so it's been a challenge. And after a lot yeah. of uh, negotiating and getting, uh, yeah, uh, 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 Um I think we managed to get the team uh, uh, running in
0: time. And if you look at the outside world, uh, we the selection of a translation agency was um, uh, was was difficult when we mentioned the number of translations we really wanted to have. So our volume is really um, um, spectacular. Um, so in the end, we ended up with uh, the agency Tolok, who delivers a, a product API. But still, then you see that uh, it need it needed tuning. So uh, content, our product information services were the first to really start on a proper way um, uh, on on this project, and um, it took. Quite some time and um, to to have like what we call a translation highway so something that brings the product information to the translation agency have them translated and get it back um, and with our volumes and our specifications um, uh, we well we we managed in time um, but we just in time. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <It>
1: was uh, <laughs> you weren't way ahead of schedule. That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we took like 7 million translations in the last few months. So uh, yeah, it was quite a final sprint there. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. 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 Amazing. And also we remember this from other uh, negotiations with, with parties where they, for example, say, yeah, then we'll just make a copy of your product database. And then we mentioned, yeah, there's like this amount of million products in there. And they say, Okay, let's rethink this. It's the same uh, with this one, uh, I guess. And then, then because we are, we're looking at challenges a, a little, what, what were the, the real technical challenges that had to be solved uh, by the project team?
1: Um, I think one of the challenges was to get consistency and uh, to, to, to guide the, the, the proper communi- communication between services. And uh, For that, uh, our project architect took... Uh, as a basis the ISO, uh, uh, how you call the convention for this, Mm -hmm. so the language header usage. Um, That was one challenge to get this uh, consistent across so many teams and across so much much time as well, because teams jumped on the project at completely different moments in time. So that's one thing, I think. Uh, Consistency as well as uh, making use of the same components. Uh, For instance, the Babel service, as we call the service that connects to the outside world, Mm -hmm. We also have a service that's called Rosetta, Mm -hmm. after Rosetta Stone, of course. And that's a service we have for uh, multilingual text bundle, text resource storage. Uh, We urged many teams, uh, we tried to get as many teams as possible to connect to Rosetta because then you have all the stuff at one place, you have the proper ownership, you can do maintenance on that part. Uh, I think for a good part that that has worked, uh, but a small number of teams for several reasons has chosen local solutions. So they, we take a bit more maintenance than when we have changes on that field. So to guide the consistency and guide the, 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 the uh, I think also the simplicity in the landscape was one of the challenges. I think that's an ongoing challenge within IT as well. Especially,
3: yeah, as you mentioned, with this number of teams and also, uh, yeah, the, the 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 spread over time that that yeah, one team could already have started in, uh, I don't know, January uh, 19. And the other one is, yeah, just started last April. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. basically there are all kinds of new insights between uh, then, but how do you keep everybody uh, working in the same uh, uh, way? Well, so really, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a good thing always to strive for uh, consistency. But what were the, yeah, basically the, the, the tactics we used to actually having this team work in in a in a consistent way because that then seems a challenge
0: the there was an architecture circle, so the main developers um, joined uh, the architecture circle mm-hmm. and there uh, they brought in their challenges from the the different domains um, and that 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 worked rather well um sometimes some some information got lost in the uh, f- further along the way, I guess, um, but that was—I th- I, think—that was a good strategy to to uh, to create a consistency. And the other wa- detective was that uh, uh, fail fast. So uh, sometimes we noticed, um, "Hey, this thing is not working," and both teams were saying, "Yeah, well, but we implemented it in the proper way." And the one team was uh, responding to FR, and the other was asking FR underscore BE. Yeah, and then nothing uh, uh, happens <laughs> so the exactly. sure. yeah. uh, the pudding is in the eating so if it if it wasn't shown they had to solve it uh, like that interesting
3: yeah yeah and it's all, all of course in these details
4: yeah you're talking about the, the technical challenges but um of course and besides technical technical challenges this this is not the only project running in ball.com in, in that period of time and there are other uh smaller but also larger projects uh, that influence the same teams how do you deal with that
1: uh well basically uh, uh, in the course of the project we uh, we also uh, improved the way we manage the portfolio at bulletcom uh, we have the agile scale program and uh, i have to admit at a certain time moment in time we had a number of agreements commitments from product owners uh, but after the first session for that uh, new process of portfolio management, uh, they couldn't keep to the, to the appointments, to the, to the agreements anymore. So we had to go back to them and go back to the drawing table. Um, and now we really aligned with the process. Uh, we actually became uh, a strategic uh, uh, part of it. Uh, so we now have followed that heartbeat of uh, portfolio management. So for all the larger chunks of works, we managed to get the priority in that way. Uh, well, the smaller parts, one of the details, are all about uh, well staying connected with the uh, with the teams, with the product owners, and uh, keep it small, keep it simple, basically.
0: And if I may add something there, um, um, we had time when the when the deadlines shifted, um, we created more time, and and what we saw there was the fact that the code base needed to be revised because it had to be multilingual. Several teams, um, or um, I should put it uh, more like more domains, were considering revising uh, what they had. So they had to rethink about text. They had to rethink about the code. They had to rethink about connections with the outer world. And since we had time, um, uh, and uh, project support um, they were able to, to create uh, an improved plan to improve their tech stack um, so by by doing that um, there was a large support among the developers um, and the, and the product owners people really responsible for the product to um, to make this work uh, yeah so I remember the we were on B2 in our uh, uh, one of the towers, and, and and there was the content team uh, that was actually working in that way, and they put on a poster, and the poster said, "Wallonia gives you wings," and we didn't think about the poster. Johan didn't, I didn't, nobody from the project team did, but the team itself did. So, um, um, in in that sense, time was our friend. And that helped speeding, speed the project along in in a great way.
3: Cool, cool. Yeah, and with this, we are also moving to the the key success factors, I I guess, because we're already mentioning uh, some. We mentioned uh, for the consistency, the architecture circle and the fail fast principle. Uh, You just mentioned uh, uh, this thing, but what other key
1: uh, success factors uh, do you see for this project? I think one of them is the way we organized ourselves yeah, because we had a huge amount of teams and people involved. So it's nearly impossible to manage all those stuff uh, unless you want get to a, get a burnout. Mm-hmm. So we had uh, sub-circles. We had uh, actually from all the major domains, yeah, I think logistics, I think uh, customer services, uh, we had people representing us there who are part of the core team yeah, or the extended team, and they actually manage their domains so they did a detailed management with the teams. So we didn't have to check with coordinate with like five or six teams, but only with one person. And we could discuss with him or her the mutual dependencies, uh, the cross-domain dependencies and the timelines. So we had some, some awesome help there from the major domains. And that allowed for us to just focus on the, let's say, 10 or 15 smaller domains. And that made it feasible for us. So I think, I think the, the project organization for us was the way to uh, to be able to manage this. That's one factor for sure.
0: Yeah, sorry. go ahead. yeah. And, and the fact that they, they the people had um, they took ownership. Um, okay. So that it, it, this construction only works if you can rely on the people you ask to do something uh, that he or she gets it done. Uh, okay. That uh, that has happened in a in a great way um so uh, uh yeah so so we it, it was a ball game for a project lead uh, uh, in, in that respect so people really felt they needed to deliver they asked us in time they um, uh, they signaled uh possible uh, delays in time uh, and they were able to say well if you give me this this and that then we can, yeah, give us the tools so we can finish the job. Uh, uh, uh that was the kind of collaboration we had on, uh, uh and, and actually all domains.
3: Um, well, that, that's great. And I think that, that a lot of projects are looking, uh, because we also sometimes hear project managers say, or managers in general, yeah, we just want the people to take more ownership. So well, were we just really lucky or did we some do something to? To get to this ownership uh, that was really felt by these exactly. yeah. colleagues.
1: I, th- I think it was very inspiring for people to realize that we're going to a completely new country, which is basically Renault mm-hmm. you know, and the new language uh, area. So for the, the, the it's, it's thrilling to know that you're becoming multilingual as a platform. I think yeah. that's, that's very appealing to the people. So I think they, uh, from, the, from the very beginning, uh, we had a few sessions in a huge auditorium. It uh, mm-hmm. was possible. Uh, the people got pretty inspired by this and there was buzz and there was sense of purpose and sense of mission. And despite the, the delay we got, uh, I think most teams kept this sense of mission, the sense of purpose, and that certainly made life easier for us. So.
3: Uh, so in a way, was this like, like the, the, the big, hairy, audacious goal that, 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 that sometimes, sometimes hear about? So something. That's bigger than you could maybe think of for, for a certain part. And then moving there, that, that, that was that,
0: you know? Yeah, it was the fascination of what's difficult, I think. So, oh, this <laughs> ah, is really difficult. Okay. You yes, can do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so making small changes that the front-ender likes very much to see some kind of effect, but as a back-ender, you don't really care about. Is something different than, than turning the landscape around, and and I, I guess that that got got us some uh, positive vibes, uh, certainly. Yeah. Cool.
4: And mm-hmm. hey, and besides the success uh, factors, what, what what can we share about uh, yeah learnings about uh, maybe some failures we made or in, in you did a I think you did a retro. Uh, you you do retros all the time, of course. But what what comes out of those? Uh, session?
1: Actually, the retro is going to be the day after tomorrow. Uh, De-ret- <laughs> we, okay, the retro. We can do it in a forecast. Um, if I was to say, I think um, it, it, keep the bus. Yeah? I, I, I was telling, okay, yeah, people keep the sense of purpose, keep the sense of mission. Uh, but we ended up in a lockdown yeah, after a number of months. And we were lucky to have a lot of work already done. Uh, But you, from the moment you start working from home, you disconnect. It's hard to stay connected in the same manner as on on the office. And as as project management, uh, you really need to connect sometimes. You need to uh, catch the signals while you're you're walking around uh, to really look at someone if you have a a difficult conversation uh, to see if it's really good or still things you need to attend to. So, um, stay connected is, is really important and it's hard in the current situation. Uh, it will take more uh, teams calls, more formal appointments, maybe, but it's really important to try as much as possible to do that. So, um, that's one
4: challenge uh, we have in the current time, I think. Okay. For you, Jan Willem, what, what do you see as uh, an important learning?
0: Um, you yeah, know, the, the thing that, that, that brought our our success, uh, are also things that, that sometimes did not go so, so well. So the consistency, um, to be completely clear at, at the beginning of the process, how it needs to be done. Um, I think, um, looking back, I think we could have made that even a big, bigger deal. Uh, connecting also outside of the lockdown um, when a sense of urgency uh, drops um, we yeah we we started to float as as, as uh, project leads as well I guess so so we we went a little out of touch by people that that really were inspired to work with us uh, in that period um, uh, so th- those are the, I think the two, the, the two things I, I see right now and I'm, I'm anxious to hear. Um, uh, yeah. And, and, and the learnings, the learning was also that, that, that you really want to have, uh, everybody in the organization from top to bottom completely aligned about why you want to do this, uh, and how important it is. Because if you get, um, um, uh, uh there ha- there has been a moment in the project in which there was some discussion about that uh, and and being a part of a project that is in in such a discussion that's that's uh, uh, that that's quite hard to deal with um yeah. so these are the three things that um would be in my retro uh, the day after tomorrow okay
4: yeah let's see that. so hey, before we go to the closing round we are there already maybe it's it's also nice to share what's next uh we, we now have the app live so that's really focusing on the on the customers uh, we didn't touch upon the on the sellers uh, but and what's what's in the in the in the pipeline can we already share do we already know uh
1: where you to go? So. <laughs> yeah are yeah, currently a, a dedicated team is working on uh getting the web shop multilingual yeah, because a lot of people still use that channel. So somewhere next year, we will have a, a completely multilingual wayway.com as well. Uh, well, one challenge is to get uh, customer services uh, scalable, yeah, to, to facilitate scalable customer service for French speaking Belgium. So that's one of the topics we, uh, we're currently looking at. Uh, with the sellers, yeah, we'll have to see uh, how many sellers want to board the platform. So we're starting out with a the pilot there. Uh, We are already translating the tooling that enables sellers to override automatically translated content because automatic translators, like like John Willem said, not always the best uh, quality. So this one step we take anyway. And after that, we're going to have a pilot with sellers, with French speaking uh, sellers. And after that, we're going to evaluate and uh, think about next
4: steps. But that's really cool. So if I'm a seller right now and, I, and my French is uh, really good and I see a, a French uh, piece of content which isn't that good, I already can uh, adapt uh, things. And, uh... Not
1: yet, but we're working on that uh, shortly. Oh, it's the first step. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. okay cool. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but like I said, my French is not really good. It was I, that was hypothetical, <laughs> right, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I Peter Paul, it's for you, the last question. <laughs>
3: yeah, now we go to the closing round today. Hey, to summarize for our listeners, uh, yeah, what, what, what's your most important uh, takeaway, guys?
0: Um, mine is uh, uh, make sure that everybody uh, feels ownership o- o- over the part he is responsible for. Uh, yeah. That's it for me.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Ownership is really important, so, um, yeah, it it was huge, it was really an awesome project. Uh, Yeah, greatest job I had so far, so. um.
3: (laughs) let's hope that we can find you, yeah, you have to finish sales of service, but yeah, let's hope that we also can find a new, next, uh, best uh, job for you. Next project.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be challenging. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah.
4: Uh, thanks, gentlemen, for your time uh, sharing this uh, this story about uh, the introduction of uh, bottled in, uh, in the French-speaking part of Belgium. And uh, really nice to see, yeah, the the uh, the, uh, the size of the project, how you uh, made it uh, smaller. You you cut it up into smaller pieces, make it uh, manageable. But also from the the architectural perspective, uh, what does it take to uh, you know, to do something in a landscape that's already here for? I well 20 years, uh, over 20 years. So, uh, this gives uh, some insight. So, thanks for your, uh, for your time. Uh,
1: yes,
3: you're welcome. Mm. De rien.
2: Thanks for listening to this episode. If you like the episode, check some of the others. Go to Spotify or iTunes, search for Tech Lab, and subscribe. Leave a five star review so others can find the podcast easier and spread the word. We like interactions, so if you have any questions or suggestions, find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, or mail techlab at bol.com. Hope to meet you in our next episode. Have fun!